Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute, continuing on with Belgian Diaries. And we're on day number six. Thanks for sticking along with me. Today is a race day. So today what we have is another quote-unquote criterium. This one is actually longer than the one we did a couple days ago. This one is 70 kilometers versus 65 kilometers. The laps on this one are four kilometers each. As I said, got a little bit of a cobbled, actually has two cobbled sections. Uh, One of them is probably about 800 meters. That's probably the more significant one of the two. That one is going to be where the start finish is at. And then there's another just really small section uh, that I had almost kind of forgotten about. That's probably 150 meters or so. So not very long in length. But uh, the race is about 7K from the house. So we went out there the other day, rode some laps of it. So we're familiar with it. We know what it looks like. Uh, Some of the guys here that have been here before have done this race. So they're very familiar with it. So we're going to see how it goes. But I wanted to spend the majority of today talking about the ride that we did yesterday. So yesterday was an off day. We didn't race, uh, but I brought you guys a race recap yesterday. So that's what took up yesterday's episode. But today I want to talk about uh, the ride that we did yesterday. So we, again, recapping or, or basically reiterating what I said yesterday. Those of you that are still tuning in and listening to all these it's okay. It's about to get better if you've already heard this. But um, for those that this might be their first time listening, so there was uh, where we are staying, where I am. We were able to do a 20-mile loop yesterday, just 20 short miles, where we were able to cover the Paderberg. We were able to cover, you know, ride the Koppenberg and ride the Tienberg. So these these three climbs are three of the kind of key, monumental, decisive uh, climbs in the Tour of Flanders, and I was excited to go check them out. Um, most of the ride, honestly, was riding out to the Paderberg to get to the other side of it. Um, that probably took us, geez, over half an hour, and we only rode for an hour and 20 minutes, I think. So the majority of the ride was getting to the Paderberg, and then once we did the Paderberg, we moved to the Koppenberg, and we were there pretty quick after that, and then we moved to the Tienberg, and we were literally right near the house at that point we were almost home so what uh man what what i wanted to do was i wanted to talk about these three climbs um so i I had read a book uh about the tour of flanders again just because i'm a cycling geek if any of you out there are um you know it's called durande by edward pickering and really really good book and in there he describes these climbs i mean but it's print. Um, it's it's reading. I actually got to ride these bad boys yesterday. And wow. Um, but let's start off with with the Paderberg, which was the first one that uh the first one that we hit. So going into the uh the Paderberg, it, it's just um it's crazy. I mean, I, I would say that the most difficult thing about the Paderberg and I can only imagine again uh the roads here are are so narrow um there's room for like three cyclists going across you know um so I can only imagine 
these guys um, ripping around this course to do inevitably what they're going to do. Like they know the Paderberg is coming because they know the course and there is a hard, hard right-hand turn. And once you make that right-hand turn, you are immediately on cobbles and you're immediately going uphill. A little funny story for me was, so we're doing this route and we have it mapped on a guy's Wahoo. Uh, so he's telling us turn by turn directions and such like that. And uh, I was on the front and I didn't have a map. So I didn't know where I was going. So I made a little bit of a wrong turn and the group kept going the way that they were going. We're not riding, we're not riding hard or fast or anything like that. But anyhow, there was a little bit of a little bit of a gap by the time I turned around, got back on the right road, you know, I'm following them and we're just like, you know, uh, up, up and down, predominantly down, just like ripping through this downhill section. And I just, I had no clue, you know, and all of a sudden, uh, I'm talking with one of the guys here and we're riding side by side. And all of a sudden we saw that the, the three in front of us made a right-hand turn. So we're like, okay, time to make a right. And I hit that right that, again, was 90 degrees. And all of a sudden, it's like the rattling, like your bike, like you're on cobbles. And I was like, oh, okay, we're on the Paderberg. So I can imagine the fighting for positioning to to be near the front because right from the get, you're on cobbles. So, you know, you've scrubbed some speed hitting that right turn. And then you're on cobbles, which slows you down. And then you're uphill, which, which slows you down even more. So... I mean, you're hitting the beginning of this climb and we're not going very fast and the bike is just rattling underneath you and the cobbles are just, I mean, they're gnarly. So, you know, Christian had told us we had done some cobbles like around the house, you know, through some of these smaller towns because there's cobbles everywhere out here, y'all. But uh, he was like, well, you know, these are cobbles. I can't deny that they aren't, but the ones that we're going to do when we go do these climbs of the Tour of Flanders, you're going to see that they're just, they're different. Like the gaps between the stones are bigger, like the cobbles are rougher. And I mean, I didn't doubt him, but you know, it's kind of one of those like wait until you see it type things. And he was absolutely correct. I mean, the, the Paderberg was like horrid. I mean, it was like, you know, you're riding, you're like rattling, you're, you're just, your skulls rattling, your sunglasses are bouncing on your helmet. Like it just, it was nuts. And so you're just like slogging up this thing, uh, you know, and then, and then eventually obviously get to the top of the climb, um, there was a really steep pitch. I want to say maybe about halfway. And I said, you know what, let me, let me stand up on this thing and see how that goes. And let me tell you something. I stood up and it's kind of not a good idea. Like literally because of the pitch, because of the cobbles and the rattling of the bike, like you try to stand up and you're just inevitably going to put more weight on the front of the bike. And like, I felt the rear wheel kind of slipping on me and stuff. And so I was like, Nope, time to sit back down. So anyhow, that was the Paderberg. Um, you know, long-ish uh, in in distance, but uh, again, we roll, right? So I'm, I'm going to put the Paderberg down. We, we roll. We're on our way to the Koppenberg, and uh, one of the guys that's here, um, he had ridden the he had, he had now ridden the Paderberg because uh, that was his first time going up it. So he had done that, but he did the Koppenberg one day. He did it by accident. He says, um, he says that he was just out riding and it was actually raining and he found himself at the Koppenberg and he rode up the Koppenberg. So he had done them both. And 
I couldn't help but hear him and Christian talking as we're heading over to the Koppenberg and Christian was like, so which one do you think is worse? Like the Patterberg or the Koppenberg? And uh, kid's name is Justin. Justin was like, no, the, the Koppenberg. And Christian was like, yeah, I agree. And I was like, so what, what does that mean? And he, you know, Christian was like, well, um, the cobbles are rougher than on the Patterberg and it's steeper and it's longer. And I was like, holy cow. Like this is, <laughs> that one was hard. Uh, this one is going to be, uh, even harder. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm in. And so we get to the Koppenberg. The Koppenberg has a, uh, f- you know, straight run into it. So there's no turn coming before it. Uh, but again, you can imagine that there's riders trying to fly up the right side and trying to fly up the left side because again, you, you've got like a, there's a flat cobble section. And then you hit the climb, and when you hit the climb, like, you hit the climb. It's straight, so you can see what's in front of you the whole time. And I was riding it. I wasn't riding it easy. Uh, I was I was having a little bit of a dig at it. it. Just, I don't know, I was excited, and I just wanted to, wanted to kind of feel it, feel it out a little bit. And um, I had my moments where I was doubting my ability to be able to get up this thing without having to stop <laughs> and walk. Uh, it was nuts. I, I really honestly, there, there's not a description here that's going to do it justice. You would just have to come out here and ride it for yourself. Like It was gnarly. Yes, the space between the cobbles were wider. The cobbles were rougher. Like It was, it was nuts, y'all. I mean, it was absolutely brutal. I was like, holy cow, this is unbelievable that these guys are racing up this when they're racing up this. And so the Koppenberg, I was just happy to have my life back after I got up that one. So we, we crest that one, you know, regroup. Um, and then, you know, easy spin off to the Tienberg, the Tienberg, for those of you that know your, uh, oh, and, and the Koppenberg is like, uh, little bit tree lined so really really beautiful and we were actually on the canal path and you could see it like you can see um two rows of trees and like really full trees though not just like you know like like very full trees but there's a very distinct uh path in the middle of those two and and that's the Koppenberg so it's kind of neat because you can see it from a ways off like you can see it from a distance because all you have to do is look and find those trees and then you know smack dab down the middle of those where they part is the uh is the Koppenberg so anyhow um off to the Timeberg so the Timeberg was the last one that we did um it's called the Tom Boonen Hill like you know, a lot of Boonin has launched several attacks on, on this one to be successful, to win the tour of Flanders. And this one was uh, really, really close to the house. Um, so just this one has, it also has like a straight run into it. There's not really anything tricky or, or complicated about it. Uh, but I mean, when I say straight run in, I mean, as soon as you get on the cobbles, you're, you're instantly losing speed. So it's, I mean, that's what, in my opinion, makes the, would make the Paderberg really, really difficult on a race effort is like, you know, that, that hard right where, okay, you're going to scrub speed because of the cobbles, but now you're scrubbing even more. So Tienberg, um, yeah, di- difficult. Like, I mean, I mean, they all were, uh, the Tienberg had its 
pretty steep pitch, but it was further, it was closer to the top. Um, so it was kind of one of those where like you hit the steep pitch, but then you kind of knew that it, it was going to be over soon. Like you were going to be done climbing altogether. Uh, that being said, there, there were cobbles that go over the top when it flattens out. So, you know, you don't just get to the top and then the cobbles are over, uh, the Koppenberg and the Paderberg. That's pretty much what you had. Like as soon as you got to the top, uh, the cobbled section was over. This one had cobbles for probably another, uh, I'm having trouble remembering like maybe 50 to 75 meters. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Timeberg, I mean, you know, again, uh, not much else to say that I haven't said about the other two, just hard, um, you know, good, good, hard racing. Um, so anyhow, it, it was just such a blast to be able to do this kind of a ride out here. I mean, that was part of what's making this experience so neat is, um, I mean, I'm learning and I'm growing so much as I race out here and as I compete and as I test myself and, and do all of that and push my limits like in a race effort. But at the same time, we've got these days out here where, uh, we're just going for easy spins in between races and we're able to do really neat things like this because of where we are. And I'm just, I'm super grateful for that. I mean, I'm super fortunate, you know, that, uh, that I get to do these kinds of things and, really, really cool. I can say that I've ridden these climbs now, which is, uh, which is nuts. And, you know, something that, uh, something that I won't forget, uh, but just the utmost admiration for, you know, that you, and we talked about this at dinner last night, like you gain a different perspective for the different levels that exist out there when you do something like we did yesterday. So you, you ride those and you realize how hard it is for you to get up those on a recovery day where you're riding easy to get to these climbs. And then you go, oh, and these guys are going to do a 260 kilometer race where they're going to do these three and lots more of these kinds of climbs. And they're racing it, and it's not just about isolating the climbs. It's not just about, oh, okay, the Paderberg and the Koppenberg and the Timeberg. It's the race before that climb to position yourself to be as efficient so, so that you can be as efficient as possible on those climbs. And then it's the race after those climbs when the guys that have the better fitness, the guys that are feeling good, the guys that are wanting to make things happen near the front of the race are going to like possibly attack or accelerate, like, you know, just roll over the top and keep going. I mean, and, and so <laughs> um, how much room does that leave for chilling at the Tour of Flanders? Like if you're if you're, you know, how much of the time is spent, okay, I'm having to like bust my tail and use energy to position myself well. Oh, okay. Now I go and I do the cobbled climb. Obviously that, that takes energy as well. And then, oh, after the climb, I've got to make sure that I stay in contact and I've got to make sure that I'm here with the same group that I went with. Like, okay. So that whole span of time takes how long? So then how much room do you have where you're actually not doing something like that? And you're actually just pedaling your bicycle and you can kind of relax a little bit. And <laughs> I think what you're going to get from a lot of the professionals that do this, at least this is what I gathered from when I read the book, the Ronde is like, you don't get any 
time to do that. Like the moment that you decide that you're going to kind of check out and think you're going to put it on autopilot because you're just going from one climb to the next and there's not really a, a fight for positioning and such, like that's when things are going to go bad. You know, that's when uh, you're going you're gonna to lack focus and that's when you may find yourself out of position or you may be late to the party and now all of a sudden you're in trouble. So anyhow... That's what I got for you guys today. I hope that you guys enjoyed that um, as much as I enjoyed my ride. Race day today. I will bring you guys the recap tomorrow, and we will go from there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.